We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. For years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from an unapologetically conservative perspective. I assure you, we do not abide rhinos like uh, Liz Cheney. Um, I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, proud, deplorable, and columnist, which you can read on my website, brooktalksamerica.com. Connect on the interwebs, Facebook, Twitter. If you want to partner with the show and be a sponsor, let me know. There's also a nice little donate button on the site if you would like to help keep this conservative voice on the radio. I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim Warshuk, who's the former deputy director for intelligence at U.S. Central Command. He served on the White House National Security Council and currently serves as the Hillsborough County, Florida GOP chairman. So you know the deal from Hot Topics to History. You can be sure if it's happening in America, I will be talking about it. You can listen to archived podcasts of this show on my website. Also, I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every Tuesday morning at 5.30 a.m. Colonel Jim is on Wednesdays at 5 a.m., both on this station, Salem Media Group, AM860, The Answer. Also, my podcast is available on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and Automatic. Uh, Podomatic. My latest article... Uh, is Lincoln Project Hates Trump, Loves Pedos, for pedophiles, of course. Interesting. So it's a bad week for the Never Trump crew at the Lincoln Project. It appears they do have a little pedophile problem. You see the cackling group of Republicans who hate Donald Trump and worked so hard, along with Democrats against have, have been exposed, no pun intended, as having a pedophile in their midst and hiding it. Those finger-wagging scolds. And what's worse, the same media that went on and on about the fake Russia hoax is helping cover for them. So let's get to the jelly. So go ahead, read that article on my website. Let's get to the jelly here. I have as my co, uh, as my guest today, Joe Concha. He's a media and political columnist at The Hill and a Fox News contributor and, of course, husband and father. I say about Joe, he's the nice guy that's on TV all the time. He tells it like it is and isn't afraid to throw down on the absurdity and hypocrisy of the left. He's got good Twitter game and a healthy dose of snark and deft wit, which is one of the reasons I like him. You can find him on Facebook and he's on Twitter at Joe Concha TV. And with that, welcome to the Joe, uh, the show, Joe. Thanks for coming on. Well, perfect introduction, except for the nice guy. Part, <laughs> right? I don't know. You get enough bourbon in me. Suddenly, that nice guy becomes, I'm not going to say angry, but I know I become passionate. Oh, and... Right now, I can assure your audience I am completely sober and uh, will be said nice guy for the most part. Be oh, my gosh. Well, I can you. see all the grandmas going, I love that, Joe. He's such a nice boy. Oh, uh, Brooke, can I tell you? Yes. I am huge with the born before 1950. <laughs> um, I was in Florida. Where was I? The Breakers, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and it, I worked it was there. like this big conference for like David Horowitz, I think it was, Freedom uh-huh. Center. I, 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 and it was mostly people born, you know, right around World War II or, or so. <laughs> and all these, you know, super cougars. And my wife was with me, my kids, obviously, would come up to me and be like, oh, my God, can I take a picture with you? Oh, you, it would say to my wife, you are married to one sexy beast. And I'm like, where are the, the Tropicana models that were born after 1980? Can I just get one person under 40 that thinks that's 
doesn't see him the same way. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm big with the grandma crowd. That's oh, my God. That's that. hilarious. It's the widow's peak. I'm certain of it. It's the widow's peak. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So, Joe, obviously, <laughs> there is a ton. I know, right? It's hilarious. There's a ton of stuff going on in the country and in the world. Um I want to. There are a couple yeah. issues that I want to speak directly with you. I know you you have um, a limited amount of time, but you had. I was looking online, and, and you know I'm on Twitter like ver, all over the time, to- all of the time, and I love it. So you had a tweet up there uh, about the Lincoln Project, and obviously, um, you know, because of what you said, they. Uh, so for those of the people that don't know, for some, if you're under, if if you've been under a rock and you don't know what the Lincoln Project is, those are the finger wagging scolds that have been complaining about Trump. They work, spend millions of dollars, and everything like that helped to uh, sway. You know part of sway in the election my personal belief is that it was stolen i'll stick to that till the day i die but whatever we'll you know we'll be talking about the time article as well but so the lincoln project has as one of their founders john weaver the group includes bill crystal max boot who are totally self-righteous jerks also uh rick rick wilson um steve schmidt and george conway who is most people should know, is the husband of Kellyanne Conway. So he had put out a tweet. Uh, you had put out a tweet talking about him lying about not knowing about John Weaver. And before we get into it, I just want to play this clip, and then we're going to talk about your tweet. George Conway, uh, thanks for being on this morning. I'd be remiss uh, not to ask you about uh, the story about John Weaver, who is a founding member of the Lincoln Project, 21 men accusing him of online harassment. Your organization has a pretty clear statement on this kind of harassment, um, but right. wanted to ask you directly about this issue. Yeah, it's it's terrible and awful and appalling and unfathomable. I, I, I didn't know John very well. I frankly only spoke to him a couple of times on the phone early on in the Lincoln Project. Um, I just, I, I, it's almost... I don't know even know what to say. It's just it's just terrible, and um, I, I, I it leaves me speechless, frankly. Yeah. So here's the reality about that, and we'll talk about your tweet. Is that Carl Rove has actually said one of the men was uh, as young as 14 when he was doing this. Carl Rove has said that he complained about Weaver in 2004, and he was dismissed, and that he's actually been concerned about it for 30 years. These are the same people, you know, uh, Cindy McCain said about Epstein, oh, we all knew what he was doing. They all knew about Weinstein, and all these people have done nothing. And in your tweet, you basically talk about how he's lying on national TV. I mean, how do they get away with that? And, and Mika's covering for him, Joe. Uh, yeah, they get away with it because of the last part that you said, that Mika Brzezinski, who I am almost certain had a conversation with George Conway before that interview, saying, hey, heads up, I'm going to have to ask you about this whole thing with, with John Weaver, uh, because that, that, that's how this happens sometimes, fixed fight. And for Conway to go on national television and say, hey, I really didn't know the guy too well. Well, that's pretty interesting because just about a year ago, you penned an op-ed in the New York Times that you heavily promoted with John Weaver. So how do you collaborate on some sort of effort like that? Right again, the gray lady, the the, the New York Times, and barely speak to somebody and act like you don't know somebody you co-founded this project with that raised $80 million leading into the November 2020 election and you barely know the guy. And, and that's the thing. The, the attention that George Conway gets for his tweets and all these mm-hmm. TV appearances that he gets would never happen if his last name wasn't, you know, Conway. Right. Because if it isn't Mr. Kellyanne Conway, then who gives a crap what, what this guy has to say? So it's funny to watch this. 
It's funny to then find out a couple of days later that Stuart Stevens, another co-founder of the Lincoln Project, actually had some sort of restraining order put against <gasps> him in Boston. Wow. Uh, so that's that's kind of funny, right? Yeah. And then you have Jennifer Horn, who was part of the Lincoln Project, who just said, I'm leaving. You know, these allegations are too much. And then the Lincoln Project, because of the that they are, there's really no other word to describe them, say, well, it's because she was asking for more money in her own TV show. So it's great to see them now go down the rabbit hole of irrelevance, because that's what's going to happen. No Trump to kick around, no donations coming in, no more Lincoln Project. Plus, they seem to be crumbling from within. So it's actually kind of delicious to watch on, on some <laughs> level. It's like being in the dessert room at Burns Steakhouse. It's like, ah, nice. up. Loving this. Yeah. Nice local reference about Burns, too. Excellent. It is really good, too. Yes. Yeah, no question. You know, and the thing is, is that it's just the hypocrisy is so stunning. I mean, these are the people they knew about this guy. And obviously they all knew about him. And then they want to talk about Trump. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with Hillary Clinton and Weinstein. They act so outraged when they knew the whole time. The same thing with Epstein, the same thing with all of this stuff. And you mentioned, you know, the money coming in is is the, even though, this is the other thing. So the person that actually, quote unquote, broke the story is from the New York Times, but it wasn't. It was a guy named uh, James, I think it's James Gerdusky, who actually broke it three weeks ago, but it doesn't get attention until it comes from the New York Times, right? But he said that basically it's a grift. So there there's two things about it is that it's a grift for the Republicans who don't get the attention that they got because Trump was in office and he's exposing how useless and worthless they are in actually facilitating issues that conservatives care about. And the other thing is that it was actually a grooming mechanism for this guy Weaver. You know, yeah. look, they're not conservatives, right? Because yes. how can you possibly be conservative and then uh, obviously endorse a, a Joe Biden or all these yeah. Democratic candidates? on the House and Senate level. And by the way, in terms of their effectiveness, now think about this for a moment, all right? They put out all these ads, they get all this free media attention, yet Donald Trump gets how many more votes compared to 2016? Yeah. <laughs> to now, right, increased it by something like 11, 12 million. And then you look at all these Senate races that they targeted, mm-hmm. that they were going to turn for Democrats. You know what they went? 0 for 7, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, at last check, that's not very good in baseball when you go 0 for 7. So I, I keep hearing about this influence that they have they don't. They have influence within a bubble, and the only people they appeal to are the people that watch MSNBC and CNN who were going to vote for Democrats or Joe Biden. Anyway. So they're not turning one Republican around. But this is the thing in cable news, and this is more my sweet spot as far as media is concerned. Mm-hmm. You keep seeing all these Republicans, and I'm putting up square quotes right now for, for people listening at home, uh, that are apparently have turned on Donald Trump or turned on him during his presidency. And then you see every poll showing that Donald Trump is at 90, mm-hmm. 91, 93 percent loyalty within the Republican Party. Yet the only Republicans that you see on television are Anna Navarro and Rick Wilson, oh Republican God. strategists, apparently, who I don't know of any campaign they actually ran and won or any campaign they've run in the past, you know, 15 years. So that's, that's the whole ruse, right? The yeah. whole, even the Republicans are turning against Trump. Yeah, I don't think so, because I look at polls. And you still see, even after the siege at the Capitol, that a majority of Republicans want him to run again in 2020, 2024. And the problem then for the Chris Christie's or the Mitt Romney's or Marco Rubio's or, you know, pick your kind of established Republican there, that gives Trump a head start of tens of millions of votes. Uh, and if he runs again, right, because he's not going to be convicted in the Senate, if he decides to run again, it's a lot of trouble for anybody who decides to run against him outside of the only person that I would think would give him a decent 
run for his money would be your own governor down there, Ron DeSantis, because he's not associated with those other people that right. I spoke of. And quite frankly, I'd love to see DeSantis run because I think that he's like a younger Trump without the baggage that can win. But maybe that's a conversation we could have for another time. Not sure where you fall on that, Brooke or Colonel. Well, I um, I like DeSantis, and he is an amazing governor. The thing that I really – I want to see Trump go again. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. He is – you know, he's going to be – he would be 78. The thing about DeSantis that I love, and this was what I loved about Trump, is that he fights back. He – I, you know, we were talking about it yesterday. So I think he was so – bruised by that horrible uh, campaign where they automatically take it to race, which is what Democrats always do. And he was running against a black guy. So obviously there was a there was a little bit of push there. He fights back against the media. So that is something that is really necessary. And that's what Trump is. So that's what I like. Green, you know, Marjorie Taylor Green. The, the, any Republican that runs for office in any capacity needs to understand off the bat, okay, you're, you're going to have a target on your back no matter what. So you better be ready. If you're not willing and ready to fight back against the media, then don't run because you're going to have a target on your back. And at this point, you know, we were talking about like the people like Cheney, all these – all these Republicans that are, as you said, they're not really Republicans. What they are is grifters, and they're they're used to getting the money for their think tanks, which is another thing that's been exposed. I mean, the one thing Trump has done amazingly is just expose the the, the joke that so many of these people are, is that they're so quick to run to the establishment to the cameras and go, oh, no, we don't believe that. We're not like that. We're not racist like you call those other people. You know, you're going to get called racist, whatever. So you better be willing to stand up and fight. That's a good thing about DeSantis, you know. And and guys, imagine if, because that was a very close election in 2018, right? Yes, Andrew Dillon actually won. And the the complete S show that would be going on down (laughs) in Florida right now because we see who he was, right? This is somebody with a severe drug problem, personal problems. Imagine where Florida would be right now in terms of businesses open Over. or a fight against COVID or a thousand things. If Gillum was your governor, would have to resign as a result of going through what he went through in that hotel room that night. Mm-hmm. Your state would be a complete mess. Instead, I would say that Governor DeSantis, compared to, say, Cuomo or Murphy for me here in New Jersey, uh, has done an exceptional job despite all those headwinds in media that you talked about. Yeah, he's done an amazing job. I mean, and, and that's why as soon as the election was over and by the way. I, you know, it's I, they would have done. I don't think Trump would have won Florida because they would have set it up so that they could scheme and cheat him out of Florida. So that's just my opinion. I always say what I think. But um, they uh, they're going after DeSantis hard. They've been going after him, obviously, the whole time. But as soon as the election was over, they started going in on him. And that's exactly why is, first of all, is that he held the line with the the election was so good here and that they weren't able to do the kind of cheating that they were hoping to be able to do that they were that they had done in. 2018 because he cleaned it up but they know how important florida is and they're really scared of someone like him because he does he does stand up and that's the thing you know like another thing i want to talk about is that this the the issue with the left you know what i mentioned briefly is like they always throw the race card against everybody and even someone like candace owens you know who's now ironically, interestingly, like a white supremacist, even though she's black, that's the greatest fear of all white people is to be called racist. I mean, you could almost call them a pedo, and that's better than being called racist, which is why the party of the extreme racism that the Democrats are have somehow with this weird Stockholm syndrome been able to convince people that the other party is racist. And that's why it's always against the, you know, against the eight ball for any Republican to run for office ever. But you have something that happens this week is like 
Bill Maher gets away with saying the unbelievably racist stuff, but you have white liberal, you, you know, you talked about Anna Navarro, they were talking about On the View with Van Jones. They So Anna Navarro said you couldn't even take a picture with Candace Owens, right? How could you take a picture with her to Van Jones? And Joy Behar says, have a nap. To, take, to a Van nap, jo- yeah. take a nap to Van Jones. So they're so racist, but they get away with saying other people are racist. I mean, it's it's really and astonishing. That's, and that's amazing. And look, I, I understand the criticism. I've certainly done it around CNN. I used to go on CNN years ago. You know, it was a much different network before Trump came along. And, and all these people you see on there now don't act the way they do now. Yes. Performance are more or less. Correct. But I always felt that Van Jones was an exception because I think he really does say what he means and he's authentic and he's principled in terms of, look, I want to get things like criminal justice reform done, right? So it gets done and he praises Trump and gets killed for it, right? Because that's not in line with the hive mentality. And then that picture with Candace was taken to celebrate the fact that criminal justice reform was passed by Republicans and Democrats, and it improved the country in terms of its judicial system and, and, and the way that we incarcerate people or don't incarcerate people in, in that case. So it was that's all it is. It's like, look, to get things done, sometimes you do have to, oh, my God, compromise with the other side, and, and he gets killed for it. And, and is treated in that way on The View, right, with Anna Navarro, who I believe he works with at CNN. And you know what? I, I think the guy showed class and not really getting – you know, too upset. But that's why you can't take shows like that seriously. And I can't <laughs> believe that ABC actually lists the view. And it's it, it, not under its entertainment section. It's part of its news. Oh, my <laughs> God. Are you insane? That's so, shocking. Yeah, I, I try to ignore it as, as, as much as I can. But, you know, what, what, what are you going to do? By the way, that, that's quite a choice that you put up before. Should I be called racist or pedo? Ah, flip a coin, right? I I'm... think I... You know what? Is there none of the above? Because I'm pretty sure I would take that as C, because I don't think there's any good options there. <laughs> I know, but but that's, I'm telling you, that is how, that is the thing that has been set, and you see it every time. If even the most, it could not even be racist, but it just sounds like, or something, they automatically run to the camera and say, no, 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 we're not like that, we're not like that. You, you, you have to understand you're going to be called it anyway, so you might as well just say, you know, that's not true, and you don't know anything about it. But the point, you know, the point with it is, is that, White liberals can get away with saying the most unbelievable things all the time. Racist, racist, racist stuff. And so for a white liberal woman to tell a black man take a nap is so racist. But oh, she, she, she feels totally further, justified. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about homophobia? Uh, the White House Joy Secretary Reed. Jen Psaki, right? Oh. And this wasn't like years and years ago. This yeah. was last year while she's a CNN employee, right, and worked in the Obama administration as a communications director, as a State Department spokesperson, calls Lindsey Graham Lady G. Oh, right? yes. That is clearly, right, that is a homophobic slur, no matter how you yep. cut that. And the fact that she's able to get away with that, she hasn't even deleted it because she knows, eh, I'm on their team. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I have protection from that. And the fact that not one reporter in the White House press corps could ask her about that, so I'd love to hear the explanation. Uh, it just tells you that there's a fixed fight that, that we're dealing with as far as most, not all, but most of our press. Now, as a person in the media, I mean, where do we go going? Where do we go forward on this? Is there, you know, CNN and MSNBC are losing ratings. Uh, you know, my yeah. Fox is doing its thing. You know, we're not going to talk about it because I know you work for Fox. But, you know, in my opinion, I haven't watched Fox since the since the election because of the Arizona car. I just refused to. And I used to watch mm-hmm. Tucker every night. I love Tucker. So I watch him on another way. But like they're having their issues. It's like. But they're all seeming, you know, even a lot of people on Fox seem to be going in the way of CNN and MSNBC. How do we get past this 
just one-sided narrative going forward. It's not it's not sustainable, you know, they love that word, to have this happen where they set the narrative all the time. Well, you know, as far as CNN's ratings, it, they nearly dropped 50% of their audience from last week to this week. And right? they're so out that, of the airports. That's going to affect that. Uh, yeah, I guess, right? Can you even hear the TV when you're in the airport? I, mean, <laughs> I never understood that. True. Yeah, so they're, they're, they, they've lost half their audience, and that's yeah. a glimpse of what we're going to see. You're going to get a little reprieve in terms of impeachment 2.0 mm. uh, this week, but I don't think that's going to really do all that well from a ratings perspective because you've lost your central character, your, your J.R. Ewing, your right. Carell from the office, right? Trump's not going to testify, so does it really going to have any teeth? Probably not. So then the weeks going ahead, I think you'll see a complete leveling off in terms of MSNBC, in terms of CNN. Now, Fox, I'm not saying, I'm going to say this as a, a Hill media analyst, okay? Uh-huh. I'm going to take my Fox title off of it for a second. I think that audience comes back to a certain extent because more and more the Biden administration will be the focus, right? And they're going to be the one major network that actually scrutinizes uh, that administration. You, you could talk about, well, they've, they've gone left. I don't know. I do the news shows mm-hmm. off and on there, and I, I am going to be calling out the Biden administration for everything. For instance, where Joe Biden said that he was shot at. at oh, one point my God. Rock. That, that is a lie. Yeah. Right? Remember, and Hillary said the same uh, thing. Uh, but, but then you also talk about these stimulus checks. And he said, I mean, yes. you have it on tape, $2,000 stimulus checks if the Senate goes to the Democrats in Georgia. And now it's 1400 mm-hmm. right? So you even have the left pushing back on them. So there's plenty to scrutinize and criticize around this administration. And I want to focus on them and hold them accountable because that's the way it should go. Uh, so And look, there's plenty of other options. I mean, Drudge obviously has gone off the reservation. So crazy. I'll never quite understand that. That's, that's one of the great stories of the Trump administration, mm-hmm. why he turned, when he turned, and now it's basically HuffPost, right? <laughs> that's the yeah, it's true. Report, but he's, he's lost major traffic. Uh, but there are other options, right? You, you can go to your, your Breitbart, and, and you can go to your, uh, I know, um, you War Room. that does a pretty good job. What's that? You do War Room with, uh, with Bannon. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. You got, you got Steve on there, right? Who doesn't wear socks, by the way. I, I want to share that. He doesn't wear socks ever. Or shaves. That's Steve one time. I'm like, you're not wearing socks. He went right. And it was like a 15-degree day. He's against socks. That's So uh, a little breaking news there. He'll yeah. laugh if he hears this. <laughs> uh, and then shows like yours, Brooke. I mean, uh, it, obviously, radio is yeah. dominated by conservatives. How many liberals have really a great uh, outreach in, in this medium? None. And yeah. Rush, you know, God bless him, stage four lung cancer. My mom died of lung cancer. Mm. How he is able to fight this bill and get on the air on a semi-regular basis is remarkable. So you have all these options where I think it does tilt the scales. And plus, remember, media is so mistrusted at this point, right, in terms of the message that the impact that they have is minimal. I remember 2016 going to the election, we did a compilation at the Hill of all the major newspapers around the country that endorsed Hillary Clinton and endorsed Donald Trump. Two for Donald Trump. 57 for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I got her a set of steak knives and a concession seat, <laughs> right? So all these papers must vote this way, right? And, and went the other way. And then yeah. even this time, all those headwinds against Trump, and he increases his vote total. Uh, so Astonishingly. I like the media maybe in the 80s and 90s could have influence in that way because people trusted him. No more. Mm-hmm. So it's just all, they're, they're, it's an echo chamber. They're preaching to a choir, and therefore the influence is minimal. So fighting back, yeah, trust me, the, the, fight, the fight is happening on the Internet, on radio, and, and in certain quarters of cable news, including the aforementioned Tucker and other shows in Fox Prime Time, which I don't see changing a bit. 
Yeah. Well, and you're great. I mean, I, I do like, you know, I, I say you're like the stealth. You just sit there and I say you look so nice, like a nice guy, and you just deliver the blows. You never deliver the body blows and don't hold back. And I just, you know, that's great. So, and you're not like harpy about it like some other people. But um, listen, I want to th- thank you so much for being on the show. Do you have any books or anything you want to promote? You know, I was going to write a book last year. And then I realized I'm a sprinter. You know, I could do 1,200 words. <laughs> Me and I'm not too. A sprinter, right? It's just too much work. Yeah. I, I, no, not much. Uh, at Joe Concha TV uh, on the Twitter. I think I've posted once on Instagram, so we won't bother with that. And if you go to my Facebook page, it's just all my kids, so don't bother going there either. So, uh, yeah, catch me on Fox. Uh, you'll always get a fair analysis, and I try yes. to bring facts instead of, uh, you know, just yelling and screaming so I can get viral. And not really my thing. So. Uh, thanks for having me, Brooke and Colonel. This, this has been awesome, and uh, we'll do it again sometime. Absolutely. Thanks, and you have a great day. We'll have you back soon anytime you want. Thanks, Brooke. All have right. a good one. You're listening to Brooke All Talks right. America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we will be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. Talks America. Visit on Facebook. Search Brooke Talks. And now, your host, Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim. So, obviously, there's, you know, so much going on, and we really need three, four, five hours to talk about it all. But obviously, you know, uh, we have the impeachment from the fake insurrection narrative, and, uh, Marjorie Green is one of the courageous voices, the new uh, congresswoman from Georgia who went to the Capitol that day and was not trying to do anything bad. What she was trying to do is stand up for her voters to decertify or at least hear the information on the election from the steal. Steal, 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 steal. I said it. That's what happened. Okay. That's what happened. They stole it. The Time article that just came out, I think Jim and I are going to be talking about that in a little bit, where they admit they, quote unquote, fortified the election is total proof of that. It was a steal, whatever. So she wanted to go to the Capitol and talk about uh, that. And they didn't like they looked in the past. They didn't like something that she said. So they removed her from the committees that she was on. Now, here are a couple of quotes or clips from her talking about Uh, after the press conference that she did after they removed her from the committees. We need to be able to protect our children with good guys with guns, just like the people up here protected themselves with 30,000 National Guard troops. Imagine that. They want to leave our children defenseless, but they will surround this place with a big, beautiful border wall and a whole bunch of good guys with guns. See, these are the policies that disgust me. These are the policies that disgust the American people. And these are the policies of hypocrites. You see, when the people in charge want to just spend your money and spend your money and you have no choice but to give it to them, and believe me, I've been a good taxpayer for years now, and I always will be. And then they want to send our hard-earned dollars over to foreign nations and so-called foreign aid to fund things like border walls and bridges and schools and roads and abortion. That's wrong. Our tax dollars should stay here in America. Our tax dollars should fund our border wall, our bridges, our schools, 
our roads. They should help our homeless. They should help our people, our forgotten, our orphans, our foster care children. That's what our hard-earned tax dollars should be doing. You see, a record number of Americans voted for President Trump. Record number of Republicans voted for President Trump. Do you want to know why? It's because they loved his policies. They loved his fight. They loved the fact that for once we had a president that stood up for America, stood up for American businesses, and remembered the forgotten man. He was a president that didn't care about your skin color because God created us all equal, and thank God our Constitution affirms that. He was a president that wanted every single person to achieve, and that's why we supported him. That's why I've always supported him. And I want to tell you, Republican voters support him still. The party is his. Yes, the party is his, and the Republican Party needs to understand that. All of this stuff, from getting her off her committees to keeping Cheney in there in leadership, I want to find out who the who the people are, the Republicans that voted for Cheney to stay. That is something that will be on the next show and on my Facebook page, okay, because that's unacceptable. You know, they don't like her because she's not afraid of them, right? They She exposes just about them, their hypocrisy, just like Trump exposed it. They say they don't like guns, but they like guns for them. They don't want you to be safe with guns and protect yourself with guns. And by the way, what is she? She's a woman. So they don't want women to be able to protect themselves, but they claim to be for women. Okay, they don't want to have a border wall so that you can be safe from illegal alien criminals, but they're going to have a border wall and they're going to use your tax dollars and use the military to do it. That whole facade there, that just shows you that they don't really they don't believe that they won actually either. They're not afraid of some Trump supporters. They're afraid of you finding out that they're and securing the fact that they know that they didn't win legitimately, that they know it was a steal. That's what all of this is about. Your tax dollars should be spent to protect you. You should have the right under the Second Amendment to the Constitution to protect yourself with guns. You know, it's just, it's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the Trump derangement syndrome has had them just expose themselves to the nth degree and expose the corruption in the swamp, the hypocrisy, and the fact that unfortunately... The Republicans don't care about the in leadership. You know, I'm not talking about local Republicans, but they don't care about you any more than the Democrats do. And that's the real problem. You know, we need to work on getting conservative Republicans, actual conservatives, not people who claim to be conservatives, but actual conservatives, people that are not afraid to fight against the media. You know, we talked with Joe earlier. You know, Marjorie is not afraid to fight against the media. Trump wasn't afraid to fight against the media, and that's why they don't like him. That's just part of it, but that's the main reason. They don't like it when you're not afraid of them, right, when you actually stand up for your principles. And that's what we have to do. As the Republican Party, the third party's not going to work. That's just a fact. You need to get conservatives in the local Republican Party, and that's what they need to do. You need to elect Republicans. I'm Brooke. I'm your host, Brooke Says, on Brooke Talks America. We'll be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. For more years than I care to admit, I have stated that the Democrat Party is an enemy of black American men. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook... 
the Democrat Party has never seen the value of the intact family of father, mother, children, and has worked overtime to destroy the black American family. Of course, they had help from black females who were rewarded with better job opportunities than qualified black men. The destruction of the black family was a dress rehearsal for the dismantling of families in all sectors of our republic. In fact, according to liberal expert Dr. William Farrell, the new Biden administration gender policy council is sexist and racist, meaning that it favors black females and works against black men and boys. The mission of the gender policy is only to benefit females and denigrate men, which aids in dividing and conquering black Americans. Black females like Stacey Abrams, Oprah Winfrey, Muriel Bowser, and countless others reward the racist God and U.S.-hating Democrats with blind loyalty. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter at Talks America. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. Speaking of tax dollars and discuss with politicians, hypocrites, and unelected bureaucrats, here is the climate czar, John Kerry, on why he has to fry private. On that issue, pollution, I understand that you came here with a private jet. Uh, Is that an environmental way to travel? If you offset your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. Uh, I negotiated the Paris Accords uh, for the United States. I've been involved in this fight for years. I negotiated with President Xi to bring President Xi to the table so we could get Paris. And uh, I believe... The time it takes me to get somewhere, I can't sail across the ocean. I have to fly to meet with people and get things done. But what I'm doing almost full time is working to win the battle of climate change. And in the end, uh, if I offset and contribute my life to do this, uh, I'm not going to be put on the defensive. Yeah. So he has to fly private, not uh, coach. Because he's so important, right? Remember when Beto said he was running for office and that was his donation? So here's another uh, Massachusetts climate official says something about what, where the emissions come from and what's going to have to happen. Uh, you know, one thing that we found through our analysis is that 60 percent of our emissions come from, from, as I have been starting to say, you and me, except you guys are in Vermont. 60 percent of our emissions come from residential heating and passenger vehicles. So let me say that again. 60% of our emissions that need to be reduced come from you, the person across the street, the senior on fixed income, right? These, There is no bad guy left, at least in Massachusetts, to point the finger at, turn the screws on, and you know break their will so they stop emitting. That's you. We have to break your will. <laughs> I can't even say that publicly. I'm Who are these people? Who do these people think that they are? You pay their salaries, and this is how they think of you. That's what Kerry thinks. This Green New Deal is just another tax, right? And here's why they get away with it. Because of what Jonathan Gruber said about Obamacare. Lack of transparency is a huge political advantage. And basically, you know, call it the stupidity of the American voter or whatever. 
but basically that was really, really critical to getting the thing to pass. And, you know, it's the second best argument. Look, I wish Mark was right. We could make it all transparent, but I'd rather have this law than not. So it's kind of like his reporter story. You know, yeah, there's things I wish I could change, but I'd rather have this law than not. They don't care about you people, okay? They do not care about you. They care about what they want, and they're going to do whatever they can to get it. It's absolutely disgusting. Please vote conservative. Vet and vote conservative. I'm your host, Brooke Says. Talks America. We will be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. America with Brooke says connect by email info at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke says. This show is brought to you by 656 Electric. They service Tampa and the surrounding areas. No job too big, no job too small. You get a special $20 off per hour rate for all listeners of my show with code BTA20. Call them at 863-969-7790 and tell them Brooke sent you. So I'm here with Colonel Jim and... There, like you know, like I said, there's so much to talk about, but this is one that's really it's in your wheelhouse, and it really is upsetting to me. And I know to you, the military has ordered stand down to assess the levels of extremism, quote unquote, in its ranks. Apparently, they didn't do a stand down to uh, assess the extremism of Nadal Hassan. But anyway, so talk about that. <laughs> you know, this is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard of. We're all supposed to be Americans. We all have our ideas and views on political issues, political agendas. We're made up of Republicans, Democrats, conservatives, liberals. You can go down the list of how people think, what people talk about. And now you're going to single out a major area of the U.S. military, because I can tell you, by and large, most military people are Conservative, having served 30 years in there, I can tell you that. And I say that from the standpoint of we are a very masculine-oriented, male, testosterone-driven organization, patriotic. That's part of the military. That's why we do what we do, you know. Kill people and break things. That's the mission of the military when we go to war. And, yes, we have men and women, but that's by and large pretty much what it takes to serve in the military, to have that mentality and to have that desire and to have that patriotic um, desire to do what you do. And now you're going to single out a major area of the military, and then you're going to label them domestic terrorists, especially those who supported Donald Trump and especially those who are conservatives. That's That's where we're headed with this with this group of people now in charge. And that was on the fake insurrection, you know? I mean, when I say fake insurrection, something happened, obviously, but, I mean, there's so much evidence that shows that that whole thing was planned well in advance. Pipe bombs well in advance had nothing to do with Trump's speech, anything to do with Trump. They planned Antifa, BLM, probably some of the Republicans, probably some of the, you know, the Democrats and everything. Hollywood, this was a big show. 
Yeah, absolutely. Every day, more and more information yeah. is coming out. More and more videos are being revealed and pictures and other uh, sources of information. You know, they had stage actors. They had people dressed as police. They had people uh, doing you know, media type stuff where as soon as something would happen, they would run to the media and say, you need to report on this, even though it never even really happened. This this event was staged, and there are pretty solid indications that this was in the works long before January 6th. I've seen indications that it was started the day after uh, November 3rd in the election. They started putting this into play. As soon as they got wind that Donald Trump may go to Washington, D.C. to do a rally. And everybody knows when Donald Trump does rallies, people go to hear the rally and hear Donald Trump speak, not to do this sort of uh, situation. But also that the Republicans would be there on January 6th to talk about the Electoral College. So that that's another thing. Now, you mentioned, though, so just remember, OK, and I played this on the I played this on the show before people. Lisa Fithian literally talked. OK, she's a crazy lefty. She literally talked about mapping out the Capitol so that they could go and start some mess when Trump was uh, elected or inaugurated, you know, after the election. Right. This was before, I think, the, the actual election, before they figured out how much they needed to steal it. But she talked about that. She's not even in jail. Right. She was basically talking about what would literally be an insurrection. She's not in jail. Right. So. This is nothing about what it's, it, they're portraying it as. It's a total Hollywood production, just like Wag the Dog. I mean, it could be Wag the Dog, right? So speaking of that, though, the lefties are talking about doing what to domestic terrorists, quote-unquote, that are Trump supporters? Well, we saw this <laughs> this week on MSNBC where the discussion was perhaps the Biden administration, Hunta. Whatever you want to call it, I don't call it the administration, suggested maybe we do drone strikes on (laughs) Trump supporters and conservatives in America, America, on American soil. Are you kidding me? Listen, I was involved very heavily during my time in the military in the hunt for bin Laden and the numerous people that we targeted who were... uh, Al-Qaeda and Taliban terrorists using drones in various countries in the Middle East. This is serious stuff. Talking about using drones, you know, I'll give you the coordinates for my house. If you want to go do a drone strike on me, Don't Joe Biden. Don't give the address, Jim. Don't do it. <laughs> you can look it up. Anybody can find it. Go ahead. Do yeah. it. Do no. it. Bring it. Bring it. Let's see you do that, and let's see what Americans think about that. It's totally ridiculous. The The left is just going insane on this kind of stuff. They're going insane on everything. It's like Trump isn't – this is the thing that's so funny. I think Joe mentioned it. Trump isn't even there, and he, they're still obsessed with him. I mean, they're never going to – he's like the boyfriend that left them, and they're still obsessed with him. It's crazy. But that's – you know – I don't know who watches MSNBC, but that's serious, okay? Just imagine, right? So they freaked out about about, uh, droning American citizens abroad, but they want to do it here. Okay, so the Democrat, the Time article, I referenced it earlier, the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. So basically they admit the deliberate effort to steal the election. And Candace has been all over Twitter on this. Joe uh, had met, had tweeted, retweeted some stuff. So talk about what's going, what, what was that about? First and foremost, everybody needs to take time. It's all, the, the article is everywhere. It's a long article. It's, I think, 9,000 words long, 15 pages. But read it's it. It's verbose, as the left Re- off Read is. it. This mm-hmm. is 
you know, this is the left basically thumbing their nose at us saying, yeah, we did it, Mm -hmm. and here's how we did it. What you going to do about it? And what are you going to do about it? Well, this is the opportunity for Americans to realize this election was deliberately and intentionally stolen. It was ripe with massive fraud throughout the election in particularly in the in the in the states that have been talked about for the last two plus months this needs to be addressed and americans need to be angered about this because they have set the precedent now and this is their game plan and this is what they're going to go and do from here on out and americans need to get angry over this and it starts locally at the grassroots level you know get involved as as brooke talked about earlier with your local republican party conservatives need to take over the local republican parties and stand up against this kind of nonsense that the democrats are doing that's how we get it done and we need to get rid of these folks because they are these are the enemy of the states it's not the conservative patriots it is these people Mm -hmm. who are talking about killing their own americans because we don't believe and hive and carry the ideals that they do and look where they go they go in the garbage in the trash in the gutter every time from everything about family to religion to everything this is this is where we're at these are the radical left wing they're communists. communists exactly they are communists you cannot say anything other than that that is total communist. the people that call themselves anti-fascists are the complete fascists this is what they want to do and they would you know they what they're doing censorship, right, all over the social media. Now they're doing it on Fox. They had that ridiculous situation where the guy on Newsmax shut down Mike Lindell. I like Rob Schmidt. He's actually good. He had him back on. But it's like the left used to be about, oh, and by the way, so Jim has said McCarthy was right. Absolutely. It's proven. The left used to be about free speech. That's how Berkeley, it started in Berkeley. They were supposedly for that, and they got all their pennies in a nut about having the um, the McCarthy hearings. It's obviously that he was right and that that's true, but they are communists, and the censorship can only get worse. You have to elect conservatives, and not just Republicans, but conservatives. So I want to talk about this quickly because uh, the Iran... Needless to say, you know, they're chummy with Iran, the Obama administration was, and the Biden junta is continuing on with that policy because, for whatever reason, they support Iran. What's going on with that? Okay, first and foremost, Biden has brought in all the people who were Mm -hmm. the architects of the JCPOA, which is the Iran nuclear deal, and they're going to put it back on the table, and they're going to integrate that back into U.S. policy, and this is horrendous. You know, this past week, Iran just test-launched their missile that is equivalent to one of our Minuteman missiles has nearly the same capabilities. It can hit England uh, from Iran. It can carry uh, a warhead, and once they get a nuclear-capable uh, warhead, they can put that on there, and they can hold Europe hostage with that. They don't even have to fire it. They just have to make the threat of it. This is what well, Joe Biden, Biden so let and John it, Kerry saying. and all the rest are doing. We put this to bed under Donald Trump and put Iran back in the box where it should be. And this is what they're offering to America as a way of foreign policy. Yeah, well, <laughs> all the things that they said, you know, Biden said he was a moderate. He's done 40 plus executive orders. I mean, he hasn't done it because everybody knows he's not even there. OK, we all know that 
Sleepy Joe is just getting the information put in front of him, sign this, it's nap time, go eat your pudding. Okay, so he's not really in charge. But this is astonishing. It's just basically, as I've always said, is that it's uh, Obama 3.0. Very quickly, there is some good news. you got about 30 seconds to talk about New York's 22nd. Yes, last night we heard uh, that a judge made a decision that um, the Republican candidate, Claudia Claudia Tenney, defeated uh, Democrat Anthony Brindisi by 109 votes, and she will be the 22nd congressional district, which is the U.S. congresswoman from that district in New York, a Republican. Great for her. We got this one, and it adds one more to our totals in the U.S. House. Yeah, another woman, another strong conservative woman, and she's in New York, so get after it. You're listening to Brooke Talks America here with Colonel Jim, and we will be back next week. Pray for America. You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. By Twitter, at Talks America. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.